additionally, if you open this up to ice fishing, while on the surface it sounds good, then what happens next year? Does someone come back and say, I want an ice shanty on Hudson Springs Park for X amount of time? And if you then allow ice fishing with shanties, then that leads to another problem. Prostitution. And now you got the police chief police department involved. There you have it, guys. Prostitution. Uh, if, if, if you allow ice it. shanties, you're going to have the hookers out there. Everyone knows it. That's why all the guys are trying to get out uh, and go on fishing trips with the boys. Uh, welcome to episode 158 of the Midwest Angler <laughs> Podcast. Scott Sturman, Matt Deitch, and uh, all you dirtbags have already booked your trips to Hudson, Ohio to ice fish. I mean, can you blame them? Can you blame them? Did you see that he that mayor officially resigned today? Shut up. Yeah, he resigned over it. Shut yep. up. Yep. You got to be kidding nope, me. No, I saw that today that he resigned. So that means we're not getting him on the podcast. <laughs> no, I guess not. Maybe that's why he didn't return your message. That is why he did not return my email. Guys, I tried. I emailed Mr. Craig Schubert. I, I think it is some, Craig Schubert. Yep, Schubert, yeah. I, uh, I emailed him uh, and asked him, you know, hey, you, you've created one heck of a buzz on uh, on uh, social media and in the ice fishing community. I think you ought to be the next guest on the Midwest Angler podcast. Give him and a he chance ghosted to me. Right. He ghosted me. Give him, we're giving him a chance to, like, get his word out, like what he meant by that. Well, maybe there was meaning to it. Maybe there wasn't. Maybe he just thought you start letting the, the sleeper houses out there and it's just going to be a brothel out in the middle of the ice. <laughs> you know, the, the, I mean, let's be honest. Ladies love the guys that catch fish. They love the ice fishermen. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a fact. No, no, let's not be biased. There's a lot of ladies that ice fish. So is there going to be male prostitutes too? <laughs> To he, only be yeah, fair. Yeah, I was going to say, he, he never once said, said what nope. sex the prostitutes Maybe are. that's what it is. Maybe he's worried about all the male prostitutes coming out there then. Uh, Got to pay for that equipment somehow. <laughs> I didn't realize what you were doing when you were always saying, like, hey, Scott, I can't record tonight. I'm going to Ohio. <laughs> Ice fishing. No. Ice yeah. fishing, in quotes. <laughs> Duh. Standing, standing at the ramp. Hey, hey. Pull your shack for ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm dead honest, guys. Like I I attempted. Yeah, you did. I, I did. I emailed him and uh, I said, "Hey, uh, I think Any you ought chance. to be an episode." And uh, um, I never did hear back. And and I told him, like, "Hey, we are not going to belittle you. We will not make fun of you. Here's your chance to set the record straight on on what exactly you meant. Uh, did you, you know, what was it? Something that you just kind of." threw out there and all of a sudden it was like yeah like you're going you know, like that and, and you're one of those things that we've talked about before in your brain it sounds like that's a i need to say that that'll get my point across and then after you say it, you're just like oh when you know like let I, i'm gonna i'm gonna play uh you know i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt who knows Maybe the next town up, you know, actually, oh, right. you know, had they, they had a was. prostitution, you know, uh, you know, who who knows, who knows. Well, but you, look at how many, like, up in, like, northern Minnesota, how many times you see, like, the police bust the meth, you know, people cooking meth out there in fish really? shacks and stuff like that. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it isn't as far-fetched as, you know, yeah, the internet, you take it and run with it, and yeah, it's hilarious and stuff like that, but like you said, you never know. Maybe there was a problem with it out there. Maybe maybe guys were buying ice ha- castles and never drilling a hole in the ice, <laughs> just <laughs> drilling holes somewhere else, you know? so You know, it's it's hard enough to talk your wife into letting you go on a, well, on see, a fishing what, trip the way it is, and now all of a sudden, now, they, they now, throw now they're thinking us. prostitute. Yeah, it's just like, that's all you're doing is ever going fishing. Yeah. You just got just going out there, and yeah. that's all you're doing. And every what? time you come back, $100. Yeah. <laughs> How come you keep losing all this money? I trip and fall. Yeah. <laughs> it was windy. I yeah. opened up my billfold, and it blew out. So Hey, it, it, it happens. It, it happens. does. You happened know? to a lot of guys out there today. Yeah, come on. Come on. Especially in Hudson, Ohio. <laughs> right. Everyone's losing 100 bucks. I wonder what the fishing is like in Hudson, Ohio. I mean... I don't know, but I think a lot of guys are going to find out. <laughs> I, I think I read something like that. They sold, I don't know, a, a ton of fishing licenses like in the days. days. Uh, you know, maybe. Like I said, maybe. Maybe, maybe this was just it. a publicity I stunt. Think, maybe he was trying to bring some tourism to there and say, hey, this is, hey. <laughs> this is what we got to offer, guys. Yeah. I wonder what their open water thing is with boats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man yeah i don't know it was it was crazy yeah when that happened it was just like kind of one of them head scratching moments and it's like did he really just like where's where are you going with this mayor and then he just kind of stops after that and it's just like yeah my my favorite is the guy my favorite is the guy that's right next to him you know and when when he says prostitution like that dude looks away and he's like what the you know oh god (laughs) he's going there he's going there (laughs) Oh, you man. know who I wish would get on board with this? Like, I don't know if Gerald Swindle has seen this or oh, not, God. but I would love to see his take on it. Did you, you see know? the Charlie Barons? Uh, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yep, yep. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh so. man, I love Charlie Barons. But, uh, Matt, have you been watching any of the Olympics? I have. You have? Yeah, I have, actually. I, I want to know something. Like, you know, me growing up in Iowa uh, – Hockey is, is something that I don't know the rules to. I, right. I don't know the rules to. I've 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 gone to hockey games. I've I've attempted to watch hockey on TV, but I don't really get it. I'll, I'll be honest. Is there is there another sport that ha- draws as much attention as curling, Not where right people now. truly don't understand what the hell's going on? Right. No. They. Everybody just thinks I could go. We've talked about, you know, like I could just go out there and push that rock down there and just sweep is all you're doing. I I have no clue what they're well, doing. Right. Like, but I, like, I mean, I watched it for an hour and a half earlier tonight where, the, uh, you know, the USA right. team was, was facing Italy. And, I mean, I, I was watching it, like legitimately watching it, and I have no freaking clue how you score. I have I, right. I best I, it, best I can like, tell get, you, don't want their rocks anywhere right, on the bullseye. Right. I'm like thinking, get it in the bullseye. Like get it in the middle, and they're just like, oh yes, right on the like the red line. I'm just like, that's not the middle. Like, or they they want it further back. Blocking. I'm just like, and, what? It's like, or they yeah, they throw it halfway down, and it's just like, okay, I kind of understand that a little bit, but it's just like, yeah, I think everybody got into it the last few like since the last Olympics because they look just like normal dudes. Well, they are. I like, mean, do you I see mean, that? Do you see that and, one dude from Wisconsin? I right. mean, he's got he's got a full sleeve tattoo. He's got a mustache, mustache long, long hair. hair. I know. mean, it's just like he's America's guy, right? Like, there, there's some dudes from uh, uh, Minnesota that are on that team, also. Oh, yeah, I think you got to be from Minnes- yeah. Minnesota, or Wisconsin, or Michigan. Right. If you're not from those three states, be- you don't get to be on the team. It's in the Geneva Convention. Well, I mean, it's definitely a beer drinking sport at the Olympics. I mean. 
you watch those other ones. There ain't people sitting on the sidelines having a few beers watching the figure skating or the ice dancing. They ain't out there like the downhill slalom skiing and all that stuff. They're not. It's That's not. You can sit there and watch curling and you can drink the beer. They're talking and doing it all. At, you know, they're talking while it's going on. They're kind of talking trash. It almost seems like, like oh, they? yeah, well, they don't talk trash, but it seems like they kind of are. And, you know, you, you get like those Chinese, the Chinese team out there. They're saying stuff, and it's like, I wonder if they're saying, like, knock this bleeping rock out of the way right. you know, and stuff like that yeah who's gonna call him on it like i don't know what he yeah. said yeah he said it with a smile so it's like yeah okay good he, could <laughs> he be ain't telling talking me, trash no he way he's talking trash calling me all kinds of names i'd be like yeah smiling and nod yeah uh-huh. no like i i know we've kind of talked before about like having fishing as an olympic sport and, and at first it's like you know well that's not even feasible like that's not possible but you know, I, I think they find out like 10 years in advance that they're going to be the host site for the Olympics. Something and, like you know, everything that's there is constructed strictly for the Olympics. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, it's not like, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to have it. We're going to host it over here because we've got a big swimming pool and whatnot. Like they would literally have time to make a stock dam pond, yep. fill it with fish. And, and let those fish, you know, live for, for five, six years and, you know, kind of get acclimated to the, you know, to, to right. the pond, oh, yeah, to exactly. the lake, you know, whatever it is. I mean, they could legitimately do it. And I, I, I don't, you know, different countries have different fish and, you know, I, I don't think that you can really, uh, uh, you know, I, I think you just got to, it's got to be a bluegill tournament. It does. Fact of the matter is it it's got to be it's a bluegill tournament. I think that they hire some really smart fish biologists and get them going we don't know them right get them get them going in there so we're talking like two pound bluegills possible you know so i'd i wouldn't put the chinese past it (laughs) (laughs) yeah they they all kind of have a glowing chartreuse color to them (laughs) real weird they glow did you see that did you see that on like the snowboard half pipe like right outside of it it almost looked like stacks from a nuclear power plant I think it was right, like an, but it's an old one. They said it's not a functioning one anymore. It's just like, <laughs> oh, okay. I don't okay. think I don't think the snowboarders need anything else to make them glow anymore. <laughs> right, so. right. They're already at the top of the. Uh, uh, but no, I think you know, yeah, Olympic ice fishing. It would have to be something like that where they had to make a man-made structure because we don't want them. Because then. Man, could you imagine the message boards on like Facebook and stuff like that? Thanks a lot, Olympics. You ruined this lake. It's never going to be the same. <laughs> yeah. Now everybody's coming from around the world to fish my fish. Yeah. Some old timer out and there. And they were and, keeping like, bluegills bigger than nine inches. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. Well, uh, uh, we, we've got a guest on today. Uh, we are officially one Bassmaster Elite Series in, um, one tournament in uh, last weekend uh, on the St. John's River. Uh, John Cruz, uh, came away with the win, but, uh, uh, Bob Downey and Bob Downey, uh, originally from Hudson, Wisconsin. And I believe now they're billing him out of Detroit Detroit Lakes, Lakes, Minnesota. Um, DL. Yep. So, uh, um, he came away with second, but, but before we go over to Bob, Matt, I got one trivia question for you here. Oh, here we go. You got my thinking cap on. How many Bassmaster tournaments? Has Rick Clun fished? Oh my! I don't. Oh, I'll, I'll be honest here. with you. I don't think you can get within fifty. I'm not sure if you can get within a hundred. 
Like that includes opens and everything. All like that. Bassmaster oh, tournaments. Wow. I think he's been doing it for. God, what did he say? I, I want to say, I want to say the other day, I, I I listened to a podcast, and I believe he said that he has been fishing professionally for forty seven years. Forty seven. And if it's not forty seven, it's forty three or forty eight or I mean, it's a big number. Right. How I'm many say, how many Bassmaster tournaments has Rick Clun fished? 423. I told you you couldn't get within 50. <laughs> how many is it? You missed it by two. You missed Did it I? by two. <laughs> you, no, it's 475. Oh, oh really? <laughs> you missed it by 52. So yeah. I told you you couldn't get within 50. Dang I knew it. I knew what you were going to pick. 475 Bassmaster <laughs> tournaments. I say Isn't that incredible? That's nuts. That is nuts. 475 Bassmaster tournaments, just Bassmaster tournaments. Right. I mean, dude's probably still doing Tuesday nighters. You know, freaking winning money out of a pickle jar. Just think about how great of and long that company has been around, and like the Bass brand has. Oh, right. That's right, isn't it? To think about it. I mean, I mean, he was one of the originals. Right. Yeah. Only one still doing it of the originals. (laughs) I mean, he still keeps going. You got to give him credit. Yep. I I really I I like I, I think. Uh, over the last year or two, I think he's realized that he has to uh, continue to promote. And, you know, I, I think uh, he skipped weigh-ins a couple times and whatnot. And, and I really kind of think he's kind of turning over a new leaf. You know, he's starting up a YouTube channel, had a YouTube oh, channel wow, and, and cool. uh, you know, doing a little bit more talking, uh, you know, to to the media outlets and whatnot. But, uh, um, yeah, 475 tournaments. I heard that the other day, and I'm like, God dang it, I, I need to ask Matt that question on the podcast because that just, is incredible. I just always feel bad for, like, a guy like that, that he is such a legend, like, like in this, and so much experience. But everybody just wants to see, like, the, you know, the new popular. Brandon Pollard. Like, right. I mean, yep, I mean yep. because, I mean, and rightfully so. I mean, nothing taking nothing away from those guys, but. You know, when I was at lacrosse that time for that elite tournament watching it, he was sitting over, Rick Clun sitting over there, cross-legged underneath of a tree, eating a sandwich afterwards, and, like, all by himself. Like, yep. everybody's like, who's the old guy sitting over there? And it's just yeah. like, that's like, that dude's like <laughs> one of the most legendary, if not the le- most legendary, legend, you know. Yeah, he's, uh, he's called more bass than you've ever right, caught. So. Right, so it's just like, it's just nuts <clears throat> to think about that. Yep. No, pretty crazy, but uh, like I mentioned a second ago, uh, we've got Bob Downey on the show, so uh, yeah, we, we're going to get right over to him. And fresh off of a second place finish on the St. John's River, we've got old Bob Downey on the show today. Bob, how's it going? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Are you kind of tired? <laughs> yeah, I'm a little tired. Um, there's been a lot to keep up with this week, but um, it's i really can't complain too much and you know not as exhausted as i as i would think um i'd be i've been getting good sleep and whatnot it's just you know we're we're up early and on the water all day so that just takes a toll on you oh yeah and now did er, earlier when i was texting you today you said uh that you had two other podcasts before us uh as as i've been (laughs) has that been going crazy yeah, I, yeah, I had two others today. <laughs> Excuse me, <coughs> two others today. Um, I got some stuff with bass tomorrow um, after practice gets done. So it's been uh, 
it's been all good stuff, but definitely keeping me busy. You know, that only happens when you're doing really good. Yeah, that's, you a know, good that's a good thing. <laughs> right. Right. It's all good good problems to have, you could say. You yeah. know that this is your third time being on our show? Is it really now? I yep. knew I'd been on once. I I couldn't remember if this was the second or third now. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think we had John right yeah. after uh, the Oklahoma tournament. And uh Sure. Yep. Uh beginning we we got you driving down to the first uh, tournament yeah. last year. Yeah, yep, that's like that. right. That's right. Well, you're kind of getting on that. that. We call it our diamond elite status for <laughs> multiple time guests. Is that right? We well, don't know. We, we don't. We really still don't know what yeah, that means. It doesn't means, mean anything. But it just sounds really cool. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds really cool. <laughs> so Bob, Bob, we we like to get started off with some random questions. Uh, what did you eat for supper tonight, or what are you going to eat for supper tonight? I had, uh, I'm trying to eat pretty decent on the road, so I had a chicken breast, I had rice, and I had a, like one of those pre-made salads that you can get at the grocery store. Okay. Staying lean so and mean. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I usually meal prep a little bit when I get to the campground. So I made some chicken for the week and then I just, the rice is super easy. It's like the uncle Ben's or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. yep. And, uh, maybe not the best for you, but it's decent. And then the salad, I get some greens in me anyways. So <laughs> we got that for the last few days and then I'll, I, I have uh, some pasta to make for later this week. So nice. Yeah, about the only green Scott gets in is his Mountain Dew. So that's, <laughs> that's right. his yeah. green group. <laughs> Gotta let the big dogs eat. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, being down there the last few weeks or however long you've been down there practicing and everything and in the tournament, mm-hmm. we all saw Paul Mueller fishing this week and he had an owl come in and steal a bass have you had any crazy things like that happen on the water or Uh, seen anything crazy out there like down there there's since there's gators snakes everything the people yeah (laughs) i the people yeah i've never had an owl swoop in like that that was pretty amazing i mean you've had i've had the typical like seagulls trying to eat your top water bait that sort of thing um one thing that's a little different down here is like the little alligators will chase your frog around sometimes if you're throwing a frog. So that's something I'm not used to back <laughs> home. Um, but no, gosh, I've never had an owl swoop in like that. I have had an eagle swoop in and it, it must've been like, it was actually in Northern Minnesota. The dot, like the cabin owners must've <clears throat> been feeding it or something. Cause I caught a pike and when I was fighting it and it jumped, the eagle, like, swooped down and tried to grab it. Wow. So that was pretty, pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Now, Bob, I mentioned earlier starting off uh, chatting with you that you got second place at St. John's River. I mean, that's got to feel great. But uh, last year, you guys started at the St. John's River also, and you had an 87th place finish. What changed mm-hmm. from last year to this year? Was there something that you kind of realized last year, like, man, I, I missed that, or did you just get into the right deal this year? Uh, you know, yeah, kind of just got into the right deal. You know, I, I've this was my third time there. The first two times I'd been there, I did terrible, like just bad, my worst tournaments of the year, and um, <clears throat> so it was really kind of a mental block for me going into this year. I you know, 
was not really looking forward to it. Um, trying not to dig myself a hole like I had the last two years. And so I approached it uh, differently from the standpoint of I just fished all new water. I, I didn't go back to any of the stuff that I fished in the past two years, uh, more so to kind of help my mind stay clear and not kind of get spun out from what happened the last few years. Um, you know, I did check a few areas that were productive for me, but I never went back to, I'd say, you know, 90% of what I've fished in the past few years. And, you know, I have learned some things over the years going down there. Even when you do have bad finishes, you take things away from it. Yep. And, um, you know, one thing being, you know, really slowing down in Florida and kind of hunkering in and, and staying in one area and you can, especially on the St. John's river, the way it is these days, a lot of these productive areas are pretty well spread apart. Um, you know, you can have a 30 mile run to one area and then, you know, you want to jump to the next spot and it's, you know, another 10 to 12 miles down river. And then you go to the next one, it's five miles away and you can really get in trouble spreading yourself too thin. And so I tried to do a better job this year of, really focusing in on a few different areas during the tournament. And, and I think that's so key in Florida um, is hunkering in and picking things apart. Yeah. I mean, you see a lot of guys talk about it, like going into the season about just surviving Florida, surviving those early tournaments. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's gotta be a big boost, you know, to your confidence now going forward in the season season coming out of there, with such an improvement from your finish from last year to this year. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I've never been in this position before after the first event. And, you know, the last two years, if I would have even had a top 30 finish at the St. John's, I probably would have made the classic the last two years. Right. So it's that big of a difference for me to start off, you know, with a second place finish and it's basically you're getting full points, almost like you won the tournament outside of one point. So it's a big deal to get off on the right foot and it just, you know, hopefully creates some momentum. Hopefully we can keep it going here at the next one in Florida and um, man, it'd just be great to get out of here uh, with, with some good points out of the state of Florida. No doubt about that. Now let's dive into that tournament here a second. You know, you were you were in second place after day one. You weighed twenty seven and some change. Um, mm -hmm. Were were you expecting that when you took off uh, uh, day one? Did you have something from practice that you were like, "Oh yeah, it's about to go down," or did you just kind of stumble into it on day one? Or, um, I guess a little of both. I knew the potential of the size in this particular area that I was in because I did catch some nice fish there in practice uh, to, to, to say that I knew it was going to go down. Definitely not. Like I, I, I thought there maybe would be a chance I'd get maybe one to three good bites in that particular area to start my day. And then I thought I'd have to kind of scrounge on from there. And, and what happened in, what I believe to have happened at least on that first day is leading into the tournament, we had a lot of cold weather and really cold nights. And in Florida, you know, pre-spawn that tends to group them up more so than spread them out. And so I think they really kind of 
this area I was in was a long, you know, they call it salt run and it's basically a four three three to four mile like channel and they'll get up on the banks and spawn but when we had that cold weather they kind of sucked down into the middle of the channel and there was some shell bed down there and i think what happened is they just really grouped up in that spot and i hit it at the right time and had a flurry of i mean what you guys saw on sunday is pretty much what happened on monday or excuse me thursday the first day of the tournament just in a little bit different area. I mean, it happened in probably half hour, 45 yeah. minutes. It really was crazy because yeah. I was watching Bass Track, and I was like, all right, you know, way to go, Bob. You know, you got 14 pounds. I was like, that's awesome, according to Bass Track. And all of a sudden I turned back, and I'm like, what happened? What did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it happened quick. And so I got fortunate and kind of, you could say, lucked into it the first day. But I also, it wasn't like I had never fished there before. I knew. I had caught a five pounder there before in practice and the area that I fished the final day, I caught a seven pounder there. So I knew there were big ones around. Um, I didn't, I just didn't know if I, that I'd put five of them together the yeah. first day. Now when you're heading back to weigh-ins and, and you, I mean, you, you weigh every single fish because you got to put it on bass track, whatever, you, you know that you're sitting somewhere, you know, 27 pounds, something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. what's going through your head then are you thinking like hey i got this th you know i'm I'm gonna be sitting up at the top or are you thinking like man a bunch of people might have sacked up you know a, a big bag or you know where where, where yeah. are you at mentally i mean my initial thought was i probably you know i'm gonna be up in the standings um on some level but you know, you never know with the, this group. Right. A lot of times, you know, the way practice went for a lot of guys, there were a lot of big fish caught. So I thought there would be several big bags weighed in. And so I didn't, you know, I thought, well, I'll be maybe in the, you know, top 15, top 20 for sure. Um, but I just didn't know if a bunch of guys were going to bring in giant bags. And so um, that's kind of the thought process is, you, you kind of keep your foot on the gas because you just you never know with those guys. Yep. Right. Now let's now let's roll into day two. I mean, you know, you, you probably are sick and tired of even thinking about it, talking about it. But uh, you know, mm -hmm. you, you you get you get one fish, and and I mean, it was the right fish, but uh, yeah. you, you caught one, and uh, um, yep. you know where. Like, I mean, did, did you have a spin out, you know, were, were you panicked or, or did you, you know, just think, you know what, this is, this is what it is going to be. And, and, you know, I just yeah. gotta keep her going. I mean, you, you had such a lead, you know, you and Cruz had such a, a lead on the rest of the yeah. field after day one, you knew that you couldn't, you weren't, you know, hurting terribly. Yeah. Yeah. I can honestly say I was not spun out that day. I fished as calm as I've ever fished on an elite series tournament day, you know, simply because I knew I was already in the cut. Like I didn't have to catch a bass and I was already going to make 10 grand. So I fished as relaxed as I have ever fished actually. And, um, you know, caught that good one right where I caught the bag the first day. And, um, you know, it wasn't really happening for numbers. Like it was the first day, it was a little warmer in that area. Um, it was just, there wasn't as much activity on that particular spot. And so I left, I left about 10:30, and I ran 10 miles South 
to a few other areas where I had some good bites in practice. Um, I think I fished like three or four different areas and never had another bite. Um, you know, areas where I'd caught, you know, three to five pound fish in practice and saw a few on bed in practice, even tried to catch one on bed that day that in hindsight, had I known what that one fish would have meant, I would have spent the rest of my day on it, but I didn't. Um, and so it was one of those deals where I left and ran around like you probably shouldn't do in Florida. Um, and I never even got another bite. And in hindsight, those fish changed that day. And, um, I talked to Brandon Polnick and he had 18 pounds on day two and he caught every one of them or close to every one of them on a bed in the back of that creek that i was in and so (laughs) they moved they they went to bed that day it was a warm warm afternoon and um so i didn't adjust and and as i was running around and not catching fish the afternoon of day two um constantly in the back of my mind was i should have stayed in that area and it's kind of hard to explain it's not really an area like you can just go run back to and fish for the last two hours it's a really long idle to get in there and then a really long you know long idle to get back out and so it's not like an area you can just run to set down and start fishing within you know 30 seconds of getting there it takes about 15 to 20 minutes to actually get in there and you know then another 15 20 minutes to get out of there and so um and where i was i was already 10 to 12 miles away from that so it was an hour process kind of to get in and an hour you know probably 40 minutes to get out so it was one of those deals where i i should have stayed and and ultimately that is what i did on day three is i hunkered in there I caught one good fish on a prop bait in the morning, and then I caught two fish on bed and two fish on a wacky rig and, you know, scratched out a limit to make the final day. And had I done that on day two, you know, it'd be a different story. You know, yeah, you know, you, you, you really maintained on day three. And, you know, me and Matt were talking about it before we started recording this, you know, you know, there's there's a lot of people that might not have had the mental toughness to come back after that day too. You know, but you did. You you you, you grinded it out, and and you know, I I think that that's really important. And then you yeah. turn around on day four, and and you sack up another big bag, and and you know, <laughs> what what were you seventh place going into day four? Yep. Yep. I mean that. Uh, what what yep. was it? Twenty twenty two twenty three on day four. Day twenty seven. On 29 day, on day or four. Or 20, 29 it was, yeah. 29 on day four? Yeah. Hoofta. Yeah. Oh, I missed yeah. that 29, yeah. Yeah, I had, yeah, I was happy with day three, even though it was 10, 11 pounds. You know, I was happy with my decision-making and putting a limit in the boat after a tough day two and getting into that final day cut, you know, from a making a living standpoint, it's an extra five grand, you yeah. know, so that goes a little ways and um it's a guaranteed 15 if you make the top 10 even if you finish 10th so you know i was happy to to kind of rebound there and you know all all 
day throughout day three i was just really hoping i could make it to the last day because i knew what conditions we had coming and those were the conditions we had in practice when i caught some big fish in there now going going to weigh in on day four did did you think in your head like man there's a chance i got this i i mean yeah for sure i mean when you have a, a day like that you know there's always a chance i i did the math kind of in my head throughout the day and I believe I was down by like 10 pounds or 11 pounds going into day four. And so I figured, you know, Cruz, you know, I had what, 29. So, you know, he was still going to have to catch him. He wasn't going to, he he had to have a decent day um, to win. And, and so I, that all said, I mean, I think I said it on live a few different times. I still felt like I needed one more bite mm-hmm. to call out ahead of three something, three and a half or something. And I felt like I needed like a five pounder, four and a half, five pounder to to really legitimately have a shot. And and you know, so that's why I stayed in there the rest of the day. And you know, the last three four hours, never got another bite, big bite, anyways. And, um, yeah, I mean, had the fish on to win it on day three, at the end of the day, that one I lost was probably three to four pounds. And I weighed in a fish that was like, you know, 10 ounces on day three. So if I land that fish on day three, I would have won it. Um, so it was cool to, I guess, fish a tournament where you literally got the bites to win. It just didn't execute on all but one fish. Now, something that I admire is, like, how you stay calm, like, throughout the day when you're fishing. And, like, on that last day when that eight-pounder, when you're fighting that one and it jumps on the opposite oh side of the God. boat. Oh, my God. Craziest thing <laughs> you, I've ever seen. It's just, like, I mean, even while I'm watching, I'm just, like, wait a minute. I was, like, was that – hey, that's the fish he's – wait, that's – how's that work, you know? But you stayed calm through the whole whole darn thing. I think I, think I was more, like, <laughs> getting crazy oh. and wild. Yeah, that was insane. I knew something was going on because, you know, he's or she dove, you know, below the boat. And then all of a sudden I kind of could feel my line raising up. And I was like, oh, boy, this isn't good. (laughs) And I kind of knew what was coming. And then sure enough, jumps on the other side of the boat. Luckily, I had my rod tip kind of down. Right. And. So I'm hope you know, who knows what happened if it hit the bottom of the boat or not, but she was hooked pretty good. You know, usually when you survive a jump like that, you know they're probably hooked pretty good. And then she came back on my side of the boat, jumped one more time, yep. and then I think jumped close to the boat once more. I mean, those were the jumpingest fish ever. I mean, it's like you hook up and immediately they're airborne. It seemed like every one of them. And to only have lost one on a, you know, a lipless crankbait like that is, you know, pretty fortunate. But yeah, that eight pounder was something else. Uh, That that was incredible. (laughs) No. So, so you're, uh, you're out practicing on the Harris chain this week. Um, you know, you've been practicing the last couple days, uh, Mm -hmm. Does anything that you learn down at St. John's, uh, do you feel like it's going to help you out up or, or over at the it Harris could. chain or, or, yeah, it could. Um, you know, I haven't had a great practice. I've 
been catching some fish each day. You know, the biggest thing that I learned about on the St. John's is how to fish shell beds or shell bars and kind of what it looks like on 360, you know, Hummingbird 360 and side imaging and, and how to fish it. And cause but we don't, we have shell on the river, the Mississippi river, but it, it almost looks a little different. Um, and it's more like muscle beds and we don't, we don't have it on our lakes, natural lakes up North, you know, we have rock and yeah. gravel. Um, but shell is there because of current and, and it, it lives in current. And so I, I learned kind of how to identify it and how to fish it. And I've caught some fish on the Harris chain this week on shell. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a chance I'll probably fish some of that in the tournament. I actually crazy enough, caught my biggest one today, yo-yoing in a Rashi vibe, <laughs> you know, same thing I was doing on St. John's. So there's a potential, some of that stuff could play. Yeah. That's, that's good. Uh, that's good. We're, we're hoping, we're hoping that you can stay right up there. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be afraid to walk around the campground and let people know like, Hey guys, I'm sitting in second place in angler of the year right now. <laughs> that's, like, that's right. I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but beep, beep guys. <laughs> yeah, no, it feels good to get off to a good start like that. And, you know, be up in the standings a bit after one event and just got to keep it going. I'd, you know, I'd love to get out of Florida and, and, you know, stay somewhat up there in the standings would be great. And, It'd just be a really nice start to the year. Yeah, for sure. Just like you said, uh, you know, you gotta gotta stay up there, and uh, you, you know, if you can get out of Florida with two two good finishes, uh, your chances of making the classic just go up, you know, exponentially. Yes. So, so, absolutely. Well, all right, Bob. Uh, I know you you know you've been busy practicing early mornings. Uh, you know, probably a lot of tackle prep and whatnot. But uh, uh, we definitely thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule to join the show again for the third time. And uh, dang it, uh, you know, ho- hopefully we get to talk to you after a win after one of these tournaments. <laughs> yeah, I'd love it. I'd I love it. We'd Thanks love it for too. Having... Thanks for having me on, guys. It's always always fun with you. All Appreciate right. it. Thanks, Bob. Yep. Thanks, guys. And that was old Bob Downey, now of uh, Detroit Lakes, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Yep. Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. <laughs> I knew what I was saying, even if I acted like I didn't. I knew what I was saying. <laughs> uh, and if you're interested in hearing more about uh, Bob, we've we've had him on episode 58, episode 109. Uh, go back and check those out uh, because. Bob's a heck of an awesome dude and uh, a lot of fun to talk to. So if you're interested, I, I think uh, on episode 58, we, we covered his open win, maybe, yep. you know, kind of how he got into the, fishing and whatnot. Yep. And so, yeah, a lot more to hear about Bob if you want to check out those other episodes. It's always good to see those northern guys doing well down there. there you know, it there's just, a lot of them doing good, man. Right. It, it always seems like they always talk about how – it's pretty similar to like a lot of the waters up here. I mean, yep, obviously yep. without the gators and all that stuff, but like just how <laughs> right. they set up and everything. Yeah, up here, so, you're the top of the food chain down right. there. You get knocked down a peg or two. I, but. I don't know what I do, like fishing along, flipping, and all of a sudden there comes up an alligator swimming up to the boat. I'd be like, get the old sidearm out and yep, just start blasting. Say, <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be some firepower in the boat at all times. Oh man. Well, you know they got to deal with manatees down there when they're yeah. Doing isn't that, that you crazy? Know. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's a whole different world down there, as crazy as it seems. Definitely is, definitely is. Um, 
Matt, Super Bowl. Did Super you watch Bowl. the Super Bowl? I did watch the Super Bowl. Okay. Didn't mind it. Still, I'm getting sick of like all the... I didn't think there was any good commercials. Yeah, I think you're right there. Like, no, I mean, there nothing... might have been a couple that I chuckled at or something like that, but nothing that made me remember it. Like, well, that was hilarious. You know, like it used to be. Like, it always used to be the fun. Budweiser frogs, right? right the Budweiser know? frogs. That's you know the waza. Yeah, I mean, as simple as stupid as it was. I mean, we're all just football fans watching it. I mean, we don't need all these complicated, heartfelt, like oh, touchy feely stuff. I mean, I want to laugh. Yeah, that. Uh, I don't know. I. I I can honestly sit here and say there is not one commercial that I saw. And I'll be honest, I didn't really watch a whole lot of it. Uh, uh, Kayla sold something on a swap site to uh, uh, a lady, and I ended up going over there and sitting and BSing with her for two and a half hours. <laughs> Next thing you know, I hear the national anthem, and I right. hear that it's kickoff, and we're still talking. And, <laughs> and yeah, I finally ran home, and it's like, oh, dang it. It's you know, first quarter's gone, so... <laughs> Uh, that's that's how much the Super Bowl meant to me, but I, I was happy to see Sam Bradford. Uh, Sam, Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford, you're coming. That's like really Sam, old. Sam Bradford, what? Yeah, he was a Vikings quarterback. He's from Oklahoma a long time. You're thinking who? Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. <laughs> Sam Bradford. Who that's the hell's a, Sam Bradford? That's an old quarterback that, for the Vikings. Yeah, he played for the Vikings for a while. Matthew Brad. What? What name am I talking? I don't know. Who Matthew was. Stafford. Yep. Matthew Stafford. I'm glad. Maybe you got Joe Burrow, you know, Bradford. I don't know. I don't Aaron, know. Aaron what, Darnold. I don't know. What name did I say? Sam Bradford. Yeah. I think he's still a quarterback. No, he ain't no quarterback in the league anymore. Sam Bradford? Yeah. You're, you're, Where the hell did I come up with I that? don't know. You kind of pulled that one out. You didn't get hit in the head at work today or anything, did you? Sam, <laughs> Sam Bradford. He was, the Ram- he was a Rams quarterback, I'm pretty sure. He was. At one point. He was. Must have been a long time ago. In Oklahoma? God dang it. You know, Sam's probably a listener of this, and he's probably sitting there thinking, God, thanks for the shout He's shout-outs, only 34. Guy. Right. He's only 34. His best days are in front of him yet. At least that's what I'm telling myself. Well, that's why I like to see with that Rams tackle Sam that got Bradford. man of the year. The he was first round pick. Oh, yeah. Like, overall number one. Yep. You know, that guy that I think is Whitworth that got yep, the wall, yep. he's 40 years old. So it's just like, as I'm sitting there shoving Doritos in my face, I'm thinking, that could be me. I could do that yet. <laughs> <laughs> you still got it. Right. Like, you still got it. Put that, me out there. I can block those guys. All you need is a chance. That's all right. you need is a I chance. I would have had it if you yeah. know, my coach back in fourth grade would have just. <laughs> he didn't see the potential. <laughs> right. Damn it, Dad. Yep. Uh, no. Matthew Stafford. I'm yep. glad that he finally got the win. Yeah. I, I think Joe Burrow is going to crack more of them. Right. You know, and, and to roll that into fishing, you know, how, how important is it to get that one win? Like, for a guy like Gerald Swindle, you know, I mean, yeah, he's exactly. one angler of the year. He's, you know, whatever. He's won an open, but he's never won an elite series. An elite game. series deal. And, you know, there's, you know, there's guys on the – on the NWT side, you know, there's just a lot of guys. I was watching a deal the other day on the Olympics, and, and the lady wasn't from the United States, but I forget where she was from. But, like, this lady had podiumed 27 times on the world stage, like, you know, in, right. in real-world competitions, never won a gold. 27 yeah, times podiumed, never won a gold. Like, you know, you, you got to be sitting there thinking, like, what in tarnation do I got to do? Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm just good enough, but I'm not – 
the greatest. Right. I mean, you're consistently getting second place. You're consistently getting third place. Like, I'm good enough to be here, guys. Yeah. I'm legit. Oh, man. What do you think, like, it would be cool to see, like, a Super Bowl of bass fishing where they took, like, the top five of the MLF and put them on a team against the top five of bass? And had like a tournament. Are you forgetting about the National Professional Fishing League? I am. I'm just talking about the top two tier, uh, you know, level fishing. I'd say MLF and bass are the top. The elite series are. The I would top say two. so. I would say so. So I mean, I mean nothing against the. Yep. Yep. They're, they're still professionals. Right. Yep. I'm mean, just saying, like. Yep. They would admit it too. Right. And just taking the top. I mean, those top two taking like five anglers from each and putting them out there in a tournament and make it like a team kind of like i th- i think the Ryder cup in golf is that way i have right, no idea right. i, I have no idea talking. what yep. <laughs> i never watched it but it seems like that's what it is yep. um so I don't it would know. be fun it would be fun just to have them go out there and just kind of have a tournament like in a team format what if what if there would be a state competition like for walleye fishing like yeah. where you know uh uh give me my recliner <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying like you know the 10 10 dudes like i don't know how you actually have tryouts but you know you you send you send 10 guys to spirit lake and and uh, well i mean you send 100 guys to spirit lake you know whoever wants to do it and you go out there and and you weigh your biggest sack of fish and you know the the 10 guys uh, you know, maybe we only make it five guys, but you know, their team, Iowa and, and South Dakota sends a bunch of guys, you know, to Chamberlain and, and runs right. like Francis case and, and, you know, top five guys, you know, that's the team and you get a bunch of people to go up to Leech Lake and that's your team. And I, I guess the Bass Nation kind of does that with their, you know, yeah, yep. like yeah, you're right. their yeah, you're regionals right. and stuff. I mean, guys are still going for individual places and stuff like that, but they also just. I just think it would be cool like, you just have a cumulative team score. Yep. No, I, I like that. And just kind of go out and, yeah, you just kind of do it. I don't know. It would be fun. Yep. It don't matter, yeah, if it's if it's walleye fishing, if it's bass fishing, whatever. It would be cool to see. Carp tournaments. Carp. There we Major go. Major League on Carpin'. The, put it on the level playing field then. Yep. You ain't going to be able to get a can of corn. And I was going to say, <laughs> is the can of corn going to beat the old dough ball? Maybe they have to have it up in, like, is is it Lesueur? Minnesota, where the Jolly Green Giant place is. Yeah, maybe that's where we host it. That'd be badass. <laughs> I like go. that. I like that a lot. <laughs> that is a good idea. Um, Matt, uh, you and I actually got out and did a little ice fishing together uh, this last weekend. We did. And speak of Jolly Green Giants. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd see, that was a segue there. Right. I knew what I was doing. <laughs> I knew what I was I doing. I just heard something hit the bottom of the podcast table here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man no uh uh you and i and then uh grady and aubrey we got over to my buddy austin's pond and uh god dang it that pond is just magical yeah i anytime that get the opportunity to go over there it's just i i can't thank austin enough because yep. you just never know what you're gonna hook into there and that is my friend austin brugman who uh he and his wife own freedom brew coffee that right there in uh, larchwood iowa that's right if, uh, if you're going through the main drag in larchwood just uh keep your eye out on either side of the road uh and eventually you're gonna see a little coffee shack and it's the best coffee around and it's worth your drive from anywhere so uh uh they they don't pay us i just like it that much <laughs> matt likes it that much so we're gonna we're gonna quick say it but uh um no, we uh, we got out there to uh, their pond, 
and I was able to crack my new personal best sunfish. Uh, I can't say bluegill because uh, our, our drippy buddy Scott Mockentoon filled me in that that was a bluegill green sunfish cross. Okay. Ten and three quarter inches. Just couldn't let you. No, yeah, you know him. You know him. Like he just. Hey, that's an awesome fish, but you know he's he's, yeah he's so tall and he just he's constantly tearing people down. Always looking down on us. Yeah, that's right. That's what he does. (laughs) Yep. Oh, you down there? Oh, you down there? (laughs) Nope. But uh, no, that that pond is just so neat. Uh, It's got a wide variety of of fish in it. Uh, Well, look at the. You caught a smallmouth bass. I caught a uh, perch that that came up close to 13 inches. Right. We caught you know regular bluegills. We caught pumpkin seeds. We caught uh, uh, you know this this green sunfish bluegill cross. Uh, I've caught a wiper out of there before. I know there's largemouth bass in there. Uh, the week before we were out there, somebody cracked a 25, 26 inch walleye. Right. I uh, mean, so, it, it, it I never mean, ends. Just, yeah. I've, I've, Aubrey had hooked into something big too that got off. So yep. I mean, every time you're out there, it's every time you're out there, you either come up with a species you didn't even realize were in there, or there's one of those fish that it's like, oh my god! Like, right, and not only did you catch a big one, a couple of the other guys like Grady caught a like yep, like yep. when they hold them out to show you a picture, like show you it, it's like whoa, like, yep. Those things are stacked, so no, it's a uh, it's a special place. Uh, uh, it's strictly catch and release, and uh, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, we've we've gone out there a few of the past weekends, and and you know, even weekends that I'm not able to make it out there, you know, Austin might go out there with some other buddies and whatnot. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's very low pressure on those fish. And, yeah, and uh, now I don't know. It's a uh, it's a fun place. It's a fun place to be, no doubt about it for sure um you know you you kind of mentioned it earlier matt uh john cox uh john cox i don't know where where did john cox end up finishing in this last Bassmaster elite series tournament top 10 somewhere i don't know if it was fifth or what it was yeah he, he, he was kind of coming on but he uh, had that tremendous day three was it or day yep. two day three i think it was yeah that i think it was day three because you know pounds when when he's kind of cranking it on going into day four it's like "Mm," yeah you know you never want everybody's favorite going into yeah you never want to count him out but uh you know you you had you had mentioned something like uh reasons why john cox could be should be one of everyone's favorite why we should all cheer for john cox yep um i'd have to say like you know, in this world now of like that tournament fishing, everybody's got the big twenty-one foot fiberglass boats with the two fifties on them, and all like decked out, three graphs up front, two at the council, and all this stuff. It's kind of cool to see John get out there and fish out of a mod V, you know, aluminum, liner, right? yeah, aluminum crestliner boat. He runs one graph up front, one graph at the council. He still runs a Fortrex trolling motor. Really? You know, he's not running the Alltrex like yeah. you would think he would. I mean, I'm sure he puts one on when they probably go to, like, deep water places where the spot lock comes into play. But, I mean, he's just kind of a guy that just likes to, to beat the bank. He he even talked about it, like, on his after day three or something like that. Or he, he forgot to put his hooks and weights 
in there, so he only had like six of them in the boat because he doesn't keep everything in his right, boat. He right. only like what he's going to fish with, with with that day is what he puts in the boat. He doesn't like overload it with stuff. So it's almost like he's fishing at a budget. Like he's just kind of a budget fisherman. Like but he's, he's really not. But he, right, he catches cause, cause chicks. He, that's what I mean. He, yep. he catches them. Like you could argue that he might be one of the best bass fishermen in the in the world right uh, now. I definitely think that because he's, he's proven it at all. You know, both series that he can win tournaments and you know do really well at them. So it's just you know it got me thinking because the other day I was looking online because I'm talking about thinking about getting new graphs for my boat and stuff like that, and then. Somebody will ask a gra- question about like this graph, and everybody's like, "Oh, you need this one." Like, if if you know, hummingbird has the best side imaging, which it probably does. I mean, which it does. I mean, hummingbird has the best side imaging, all this stuff. And then it's like, well, well, Garmin, Garmin has the best. You know, the live scope is the best. Well, like the live target stuff. So you got to get Garmin. And then, you know, I think everybody starts thinking like, I need, I need this, I need that. Like, I have to have two graphs up on the front of my boat because. I mean, that's what the pros do, do and everybody online, like, you you can't catch them if you don't have, you know, all this stuff up there. But in reality, it's just like, we all got to take a step back and just be like, this is what I can put on there. They're still this is just what, fish. Right. I mean, you got to justify too. Yeah, those guys, they're making their living at it. Right. I mean, they're going out there trying to win $100,000 tournaments. I mean, so that's the reason why. I mean, that meme that goes around isn't isn't crazy when, you know, $80,000 boat, $70,000 truck, pull up to the club tournament to win, you know, $200. bucks. It's just yeah. like, yeah. Uh, but, you know, if, if you can do that, then do it. I mean, right, if that's right. your passion and yeah. stuff, I'm not knocking those guys, but no, don't we're think je- that. We're jealous. And, right. You know, yeah. Don't think that you can't just, right. you know, have a simple rig and go out there and compete. So yeah. I, it's, it's cool to see a guy at the top level still kind of doing that like i'm just gonna run one graph up front i'm just gonna i mean it's still a big graph and you can get everything you want on there but so i don't know that's it just got me thinking the other day so yep uh matt with with and and also and also i mean with the last name cox i mean he's gonna catch fish right 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 every every person that we know right they reel with the wrong hand yeah right yeah yeah, not Garrett. He can't catch him, but no. Yeah, the the other ones can, and and they all reel with the wrong hand. And... That, that's that the, the, they do. So, <laughs> um, Matt, that Valentine's Day uh, uh, a couple days ago, we put a post out. Uh, uh, find you someone who feels feels the way Scott Brower does about bass, and uh, we posted a picture with Scott Brower kissing a bass, and uh, we asked for a couple people to. Uh, um, Give us if if they were going to write a fishing-themed Valentine's Day card, what would it say? And I think the winners easily got to go to our buddy Jim Gerard. Oh, yeah, definitely. The old poet. Roses are red, violets are maroon, Sturman gets stumped by the words of Mockin' And I don't <laughs> care who you are. That's just – that is – that is I think that poetry you, gold. I think I think you need to get that tattooed across one of your cheeks. <laughs> You want, right you, right you want me to show you right now? You want me to show you right now? You already got it. <laughs> Cursive. <laughs> Cursive. <laughs> oh yeah. No. And and uh, you know, of course, Magnuson had to chime wow, in. Yeah. Uh, loving you is like catching a bass. Great fun. Great fun fight in the beginning, and then the disappointment of finding out it's not a walleye. And Matt came firing back. This Valentine's Day, I want you to lay there and do nothing like a walleye. Let me do all the work. <laughs> that was 
That was good too. Oh man, it's always fun to get all those. Yep, those are those are some honeyockers up there. Some true dirt bags. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, We're always gonna fire back. Yep. Um. Do we will quick uh, we'll quick recap uh, fantasy fishing. I know yeah, Stephanie right. Lawson is in the lead. Uh, she put a mean hurting on the rest she of us. She did. Um, I, I peeling uh, drag is that her? Yep, that's her on there. I I did not do bad, but I didn't do good. Our buddy freaking Dan T up in third. Uh, Bass and Forever B Four C A is that how you would pronounce that last name? Something like that. Yeah. Four C A could good. be French. I like it. Um, Dilling. In fourth, Colby Van Beek in fifth, Mason Propst in sixth, Slab Game Rick, my brother, little Eric Sturman in seventh. Just consistent. Just always hiding in the weeds, old Rick is. Old Moen. He is, like, he might be the best fantasy bass fish, fishing right. player, like, in the whole entire world. Like, He's he finished consistent. top ten last right. year in the nation, consistent. in the whole entire consistent. world. Uh, yeah, Jeremy's got a burner account again. I'm in. I'm in fifteenth. I'm in fifteenth. God dang it! I'm I'm one behind Stu, two behind Hellabass. So I can't even brag about how I'm beating Hellabass. Right. This is this. I is, don't even know where I ended up. I didn't even look. I had like nine hundred points or something like that. It was bad. I'm looking. Jeremy K in thirty first. God dang it! I don't even think you're beating Jeremy K. Holy moly! You're back in forty seventh, Matthew. Is that what I'm at? Sorry about your luck. Yep. Sorry about your luck, but uh, get your uh, if you're if you're listening to this. Sorry, we're a couple days late, but if you're listening to this the day that it comes out, Wednesday the sixteenth, uh, I believe, um, get your lineup set today because right. tomorrow there's another tournament. We got back to backers, uh, St. John's River. Turn right around in uh, the Harris Chain, like we were talking to Bob Downey about. Um, but yeah, otherwise I. Uh, I think we're good to go. Matt, you got a good news story this week? I do. You do? Yeah. Okay, we're going to let you start while I think about what my good news story might be because uh, as of right I'm, now... I'm going to give a good a shout out to our buddy Nick Clatt over at Spirit Lake. Okay. Starting up his own guide service this summer. Is he? Yep. Good. Blue Water Guide Service over at the Iowa Great Lakes area. Okay. It's kind of cool to see. I mean, Nick's a heck of a fisherman... If you're looking for somebody over there. Done at Pure Fishing then? Or, or no, going to be doing just, this on the side? Just doing this on okay, the side okay. and stuff like that. Fully guided fishing trips at the Iowa Great Lakes area. I mean, it's good to see a good quality young angler, you know, getting in there and starting to do it. And there's a few of them over there, along with all the other quality guys that we got over there too as well. You know, some of them guys are starting to get up there a little bit in age, so you need a new crop to come in there. And That's start right. That's right. One of them, them in out. particular is is getting a little too old to a uh, little too old to do it. But uh, I mean, he'll <coughs> he'll he'll out eat you in a tapioca contest. But I mean, no, it's just it's cool to see. I've been in the boat with Nick before, and you know. He can get you on them. So. Right on. Right on. Uh, I'm going to turn right around then and do the exact same thing about our buddy walleye fisherman Bryce Nilsson yep. up on uh, Big Stone. Uh, get Bent Guide Service. Uh, I don't think it's any coincidence. Uh, you know, all of a sudden prostitution gets popular in the ice shanties, and, and Bryce turns boom. around and uh, starts renting out ice him, shanties. Like, Pimp Daddy, pimping, Bryce. Pimping Bryce. <laughs> pimping Nilsson. <laughs> yep. 
I think you're going to start walking with a limp, too. Yeah, in a, it's only right. Kind of you got to play the part. you got to play the part. You suppose his pimp stick has a little walleye on top? Probably. Probably. <laughs> it, it might if I get um, some photoshopping done. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Uh no, so uh, yeah, that's two young dudes that are getting into the guiding, and and you know that's not easy work. It no, is it's not, not easy work. That's hard work, and uh, um, you know, it's it, it's way more than what uh, meets the eye. You know, well, they're going fishing every day. Yeah, you yeah, know what? They're going fishing right. when the wind's blowing thirty-five. They're going fishing when it's thunderstorm. Uh, right. They're you, going fishing when it's a blizzard. It, 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 you know. Well, not only that. I mean, it's where we live. Yeah, it's not always easy daily conditions change even those hot calm days can be tough on a bite so i mean right it's just you know and it's not only just about the fishing it's the keeping the people entertained making sure they stay safe i mean just knowing where the fish are what time of year it is so if you're a guide out there and you're having trouble keeping your uh clients entertained bring out your phone and start playing a little midwest angler podcast right if the fish aren't biting, at least we will we keep, will them, keep entertained them entertained for you. That's that is that's the service we bring to you. Did folks. you know that we're one of the, like like out of all the sleeper shacks and huts in Ohio, we're the most played podcast out there. Oh, for sure. It for just sure. makes people want to make love to the sound <laughs> of our voices. <laughs> <laughs> With the official voice of Hudson, Ohio. <laughs> Self proclaimed. <laughs> oh, God. Ice shacks. If the shanties are rocking, don't, don't come, come and knock. knock. And everyone right. knows that. No. Everyone knows that. All right, guys. Uh, we will uh, we will see you next week on episode, I believe it'd be 159. Um, we thank you guys for uh, joining in. We apologize for being a couple days late. Life happened. Um, but uh, no, we'll be back. And uh, as always, uh, if you're listening on Apple, uh, leave a review. If you're listening on, on anything else, uh, hit the subscribe button. It helps us out. But uh, yeah, we thank you guys. Uh, we'll catch you next week. <laughs>